right. Hey, can we thank uh, Jeff and our narrators for teaching us a little bit this morning? Um, you know, it's, it's fun talking about Christmas, uh, and as someone who teaches every single week and has to preach about Christmas every single year, uh, sometimes it's a challenge when I hit this time of the year, and I'm like, what, what do we say that's new, and what do you say that's different? And so we approach it from all different angles, but what's crazy and awesome about the story of Christmas is that it's just, it relates. It just hits home, and it, and it matters. This is an interesting fact. Um, we love to get together. We love to be together. The holiday just brings me to get people together. If you look at statistics, I was just reading some stuff online this week, and it's, it said that this weekend travel, long distance travel, is double what it is any other weekend of the year. Like, I don't have to tell you that. You know that, because you're like, I know, because my car's loaded up and I'm ready to go right now. Let's finish up church. You know, like, we are, we are hot, we're gone. Why? Because we like to go see people. In fact, many of you in this room are going to hit the road. You're going to go see somebody this week, or someone's coming to see you this week. Um, my friend uh, Thursday was telling me that uh, his family Christmas was recently shuffled up a little bit because he found out Thursday night, actually they found out Wednesday, that their current plans weren't going to work. They were going to go to grandma's house or something that wasn't going to work. So his sister found out on Thursday that because of all that, 23 relatives were going to be coming to stay at her house this week, her three-bedroom house, for two days. 23 relatives. Can you imagine? But what's crazy is this. Like, we, we sometimes dread it. We, we, if you've seen the opening scenes of, of the Home Alone movie or, like, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, like the big scene where they're all in the room, and, like, you see the crazy antics that go on, and we laugh, and you know why we laugh? Because that's real life. That is not exaggeration. We're like, yeah, I have an Uncle Charlie, you know, just like that, Aunt Janice. I hope she doesn't come this year, but you know she's going to be there. Why do we do it? Are we just gluttons for punishment? You know, do we just like the craziness? Maybe a little bit. I think I know why we do it. We do it because deep down inside, there is a big part of us that longs for togetherness. Like we just wanna be in community. And so despite the craziness, we're gonna, we're gonna do it anyway. You know, we're gonna go, we're gonna put the extra travel in, we're gonna spend the extra money, we're gonna be with the people. You know that phrase like, I don't really like them, but I love them. You know what I mean? There's a part of us that longs for togetherness. Now, the flip side of this whole tangent is this. I believe one of the biggest epidemics that our culture faces is loneliness. Because no matter how hard we seek for togetherness, as sad as it is to say out loud, but I want to say it because I want to be a, a group of people that can just be honest and transparent. I know that there are people that you're in this room right now who maybe, A, you will be with people this week, like you're going to be with people, but even surrounded by people, you feel completely alone. Or maybe you have the situation where you're like, I actually don't have any plans. Um, I don't have anybody to be with. If that's you, I want you to know it breaks, it breaks my heart, it breaks a lot of our hearts that, that, that you're having to go through that, and I'm really glad you're here this morning, because I hope that just in the few minutes we spend together this morning that you can begin planting some seeds and, and seeing some growth in some friendships and some relationships, and I know that you can't jump in and be BFF with somebody this morning, but maybe it can be the beginning of a journey where you start to kind of do life alongside some people, because that's what we are created to long for. This has been a fun morning. Simple, straightforward, a little bit of, you know, humor, a little back, back and forth. Joy, hope, light. It's the basics. 
This, mo- this month we've been doing this teaching series called Unique Jesus, and we've been covering some ideas that are unique to Jesus, that he's the one and only who has these traits. We said first, t- first week that he's the unique way, and only through Jesus can we fully access uh, the love of God. And, and, but what's beautiful about that is as he came down as a human being, uh, God in human form, he didn't make it elite. He didn't say, no, only certain people can be in my club. And he says, no, this is for the world. It's for all the world, and that's, that's what the calling of all Christians is. It's to tell the whole world that like this availability is there. So that he's the unique way. That, last week, we talked about him uh, be, being uniquely alive. Because not only can he show us the way to God, but he can give us a life that transcends this world and a quality of life on this planet because of our spiritual connection to God. That he's uniquely alive. This week we talk about the final uniqueness. I mean, there's a lot of unique things we could go into. We're only doing this for three weeks. His unique presence, God's unique presence through Jesus, or Jesus is uniquely present. I I think that it's so cool that God loves us and knows us so much that the greatest gift he gave to us also plays into one of our biggest desires, that desire that we have for community, to be together. And he says, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna be together with you. I'm gonna come and I'm gonna be in your presence. I'm only gonna talk for a few minutes about this this morning, but I wanna kinda just touch on a couple of scriptures that teach us that and something that can get us just ready to go for the holidays uh, even more. Uh, Way back in 740 BC, in the 700s BC, God gave a message to a prophet named Isaiah. This is what he said through Isaiah. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. A virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. That was 700 years before Jesus was born. Some 700 years later, Matthew writes about it. This is in the, the first book of the New Testament. Matthew is one of the four biographies of the life of Jesus. And this is what we get in Matthew 1, 20 through 25. It says, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife. Because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. Because he will save his people from their sins. And all this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. 700 years earlier, the virgin will be with child and will give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. We long for community. We long for togetherness, and God, in his greatest gift to us, said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to meet that deepest need that you have, to be with me. And Jesus goes by a lot of names, but Emmanuel might be the one that touches on one of our deepest desires. Um, I have loved being a father for the past 13 years. It's been crazy. There's some days where I I love them, but I don't like them. You know what I mean? (laughs) I love my kids. Don't worry, they're in here and they've heard me say that before. (laughs) But I love being a dad. And I tell you, one of the the hallmarks of of dadness uh, is not to tell great jokes like Patrick just told this morning at him. Um, But instead, those moments where you get this, and parents, moms, dads alike, and caregivers, you, you all get this. This unique purpose and meaning you have. When that person comes to you and they need you, I mean, anything from a skint knee to like a deep, you know, spiritual heartfelt thing. When they come to you and they're just like in tears and they need someone in their life, like that's one of the greatest joys as a dad. Um, And I love my kids and I I love to 
pray with my kids every night. I love to share meals with them and watch football and play games. Here's the real sad reality that I know. Being physically present with my kids is temporary. And, you know, we don't talk about that anymore. Let's just sweep that under the rug. But let's be real, you know? We got a short amount of time with each other. Um, (laughs) Earlier this year, my cousin Lee gave me a picture. Um, I got a picture here. It's not great quality. It was an old picture that I took a picture of, okay? If you can see that, this is circa 1986. Uh, that's, my, that's my granddaddy, and that's me. That's little Chris right there, um, looking like Reuben. Um, he's a kid that is here, so if you know Reuben. Uh, and as much as I love my granddad, I look at this picture. It was Christmas. There was, it was either Christmas or also my nanny would keep, uh, she would keep those stockings hung all year long, so you could never really tell what time it was um, from the pictures. Um, I loved the moments that I had with him. But what I, what I am becoming more and more aware of is the temporariness of this life. In about 2002, granddaddy passed away, and we love him. We've got the memories, and we've got the stories, and we've got the lessons that he taught us and the legacy that he leaves behind. Uh, but the reality is, no matter how much we love our kids, and no matter how much uh, they love their kids, and how much we love each other, and how much we're going to travel and see each other and long for this community... There's a temporariness to this nature, but this is the joy of Jesus. He is Emmanuel, God eternal with us. And he says, though some of your relationships, the best friend that you had in middle school or high school that you haven't spoken to in decades, the spouse that may have gone on before you, granddaddy, (laughs) there's a permanence to the presence of God. And that permanence brings us joy. Joy being not just happiness, not just like, yay, our favorite team won the game, but joy being, no, even when it gets hard, I can get through this. He brings us hope. I love what Jeff said. Hope is an anchor. Like when everything else is flying all over the place, I can grab one of that and go, it's gonna be okay. And he brings us light. Into the darkness of our lives, he says, let there be light. And then he gives us a mission. He says, share that light with the world. I love being with my family. I hope I can be around for a long time, decades to come. But I'm so thankful that Jesus is Emmanuel. And that every year at Christmas, we take a time to celebrate that. God with us, uniquely present, showing us the way, bringing us joy, hope, and light. Let's pray.